All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, John and Mark Cronin of John's Crazy Socks. How are you guys? I'm pretty good. I sound sound interesting. We're we're glad to be here. Thanks for inviting us on your podcast. Thank you. I couldn't resist once I seen Crazy Socks. As I told you, I I started wearing crazier socks last year. I used to be a stiff, you know, black or white socks all the time. And now uh, I go to work and I wear multiple color socks all the time just to Throw people off, I think, most of the time, because I come off with a hard exterior, and then when they see that, whoa, what's that? So, well, welcome to the tribe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's part of what John says, right? The socks, let me be me. They let you express yourself. Absolutely. Definitely. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about uh, a little backstory of how uh, you got into the sock business and, and what inspired you to do it? Yeah, so the origin story, our, all of our origin stories matter, right? That's how we get our DNA. Exactly. So we just celebrated our fifth anniversary in December. So let's go back to the very beginning. And our story starts in, in a small log cabin in the woods. No, no, not really, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it, we're up in New York. We're out on Long Island, uh, outside New York City, in a town called Huntington. And that's where the story starts. And in the fall of 2016, where were you, John? I, I, I was in a, a Huntington High School. I was going to be in my last year of school. So John's in his last year of school. And like everybody else, he's wondering... What am I going to do next? And for people with a disability, that's a big challenge. Because when you're in school, all the support services and everything are right there in front of you. But once you graduate and leave, now you're on your own. So what were you looking at? I like a job program in school. I got like that after I like. And that's a reality for many people with different abilities. They just aren't good choices. But John here... He is a natural entrepreneur. If you didn't see a job you wanted, what did you say you were going to do? I said, I want to create one. I want to make one. And what did you tell me? I said, I want to go a business with my dad. I nice father that been together. So, Rich, I'm very fortunate. I have three sons. John's the youngest. And this is one I can work with. So that's okay, right? <laughs> so now... We got to figure out what are we going to do? What type of business? And John, like most entrepreneurs, has a lot of ideas. And some of them are even good ideas. <laughs> one of your ideas. Uh, one idea of uh, a food truck. Uh, a club idea from the movie Chef and John Farrow. Great movie. Uh, the movie about a father and son uh, buying a food truck. So that seemed like fun, and we started thinking, talking, what could we make, where would we put it, uh, but we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah, we can't cook. <laughs> but then, right before Thanksgiving, John had his eureka moment. I, I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun, it's colorful, it's creative. I'll always let me be me. I won't see that my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks. So we figured this. 
If John loved these socks as much, surely other people would too. And we could find our tribe. So we went the lean startup route. We didn't prepare a detailed business plan. We said, let's get something up and running and we'll test the idea. So we built a, a, a website on the Shopify platform. We convinced some suppliers to sell us some socks. Uh, we're bootstrapping. So the only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. And you know how it is. You gotta, you got to make do with what you have. So I would take out my cell phone. And we made videos. And who was in those videos? I am. I'm talking about socks. Socks, socks, more socks. <laughs> and we noticed something. Those videos started getting shared. And then we opened on what day? A little bit on Friday, December 9th, 2016. Um, and we didn't know what to expect. Well, we're very fortunate. We got a flood of orders. We got 42 orders the very first day. Right. And most of them were local. They were here in Huntington. So what do we do with those first orders? Uh, we do a home delivery, and we got red boxes, and put socks in the box, and I put uh, a hundred cases on current street. Well, you put in, so we put the socks in. Yep. You put in candy, Hershey's Kisses. Yes. And what else? I think in the wrote. John wrote a handwritten thank you note. And we'd load up the car, and we drove around, and you knocked on doors. I did. And because of response... They loved, they loved our socks, and, and, and they took a photo, took a picture, and put it on the social media, which I guess spread. We had customers ordering again just to get John to come back to their house and deliver again. Families were waiting for him to take family photos with him. Right. So that first month, we shipped 452 orders, and we learned a few things. One, people One, want to buy socks. Yep. And two, uh, people wanted to buy socks from me. They wanted to buy from John. Right. They, there was a personal connection. They liked the fact that we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. They liked the thank you note and the candy and the fact that we're giving back to the Special Olympics. Um, they liked the fact um, you know, they related to John. And we got something that surprised us, people calling up, talking about how much of an inspiration John was to them. Um, and there's something else you get, you get by doing, right? We learned that this young man- And this is an old man. This old man, <laughs> we sell socks. So that's how we got started. Um, we've grown a lot in five years. You know, just one indicator, when we started, we could put all the different sock styles we had on one table. Today, we have over 4,000 different socks, wow. which makes John the owner of the world's largest sock store. Outstanding. Very cool. We went from doing those home deliveries, so we still do home deliveries. We did one on the way home tonight. We're doing this interview with you from our home. On the way home tonight, John did a home delivery. I did. But we've also shipped 360,000 orders to 88 different countries. Wow. Um, That's impressive. 
Do you ever get asked to, uh, to do like a video to say thank you to someone when you ship overseas or ship further away? I know you can't deliver to everyone hand delivered, especially when you've grown so much. We make videos all the time for people. Um, in fact, you know, if we, if we talk about how we built the business, one of the core pillars to the business is to make it personal. So to this day, every package gets a thank you note from John and gets candy. Right. Um, but if you post on our website or uh, one of our social media channels, John will make a video to say thank you. Um, That's awesome. We're always looking for ways to connect to customers. Customers call the office and they'll ask, is John real? Can I, you know, is he ever in the office? And John will get on the phone with them. Um, We have a birthday club where if you sign up for the birthday club, you get a link. And on your birthday, you get a video of John singing happy birthday. Awesome. I'm sure that, that brightens a lot of people's days. Uh, not just the socks, but having you actually say thank you and sing happy birthday to them. Uh, that's plus well, plus. That, that's what we're trying to do. What's our mission? Panel? Plenty happen. It's, it's everything we do is designed to spread happiness. It's not just lip service. Every decision we make we're asking, is this advancing what we're doing? Right? And what do you say happiness is all about? Uh, all, all, all about gratitude and others. So we're so grateful to have the opportunity to do what we do, to have people like you invite us on your podcast. And, and it's all about what can we do for others? The more we do for others, the more we take care of people, the better off we are. Exactly. The more... The more uh, servant uh, leadership you have, the more that you push out to others that happiness can be there. Happiness will come back. And especially in this time we're in right now, you started just before the roller coaster ride that we've been on for two years. And you two have uh, made it through the, the roller coaster ride, still smiling, still delivering the happiness, the joy with your socks. Do you design the socks or you just randomly pick them? Well, most when we started, Everything came from other designers, suppliers, and we would sit down and pick them. Today, we have, John has designed many of our socks. We make um, most of the socks that John has designed and we've designed to date are awareness socks. They're designed for certain causes, to raise awareness, to celebrate, and raise money for those causes. So what was the first sock you designed? I first one is a downer from awareness socks. We have autism awareness socks, yep. cerebral palsy awareness socks. Uh, in 2020, where during the pandemic, we wanted to say thank you. So we made healthcare superhero socks, which raised over $50,000 for frontline workers. Wow. Um, we are now designing more of our own socks because we're going to enter the wholesale channel later this year. So we'll have our socks, we're calling them old J's. The sock's going to look like a J. Um, and we'll have at least 100 of our different designs, plus all of our awareness socks ready to go by October. That's awesome. And in a five-year climb, that's a really good, With even with the lean startup you did, that's a that's a very applaudable to see the, the moves you guys have made. What's it like working father and son and running a business? I think it says $10 million a year now. Well, or $10 like million it. overall. Right, you know, so uh, we just finished our last year. We did about 2.4 million 
but in our five years now, we've done just under 13 million in revenue. We've had our ups and downs. Um, though last year, you know, we're on a solid foundation. We, in the beginning of 2020, we got a, a strategic partner, a third generation family business that makes socks for department stores and uh, brand names. So you know, we are the brand, we work together. That's given us both production capability and financial stability. Um, but uh, we uh, we have been growing steadily, right, buddy? I think so. And what's it like working with your dad? I really like working with my dad. Uh, I he I always give me strengths. I have I have I have I become, I become um, I, I have a big become success. And I I always feel like I'm learning curve all the time, and he um, makes me so happy. It's uh, we're very fortunate. We're both committed to the same mission. Um, I think we both know we couldn't do it without each other. But I, you know, I I want to I can share with you, and we'll be open that my middle son worked with us for a little bit. Um, I love him dearly. But if we kept working together, you would have found us both in a pool of blood with axes to our heads, you know. So <laughs> it's not always cut out. There. It would have been a different show. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been kind of on Netflix on those documentaries that, that actually they had one found the uh, serial killer of Long Island that they never found. You guys could have been on the show right after it, I guess. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so, how did you get to meet George W. Bush? Well, here's how that happened. In the spring of 2017, we saw an article in a picture of uh, not George W., but George H.W. Bush um, wearing some crazy colorful socks and said he liked socks. So what do you say? I, I said, I want to send him a box of socks. So we sent him some socks. <laughs> and a little while later, a few, a few weeks, I guess, later, his office called up and said the former president loved that. Can you send more socks? So we sent more socks. <laughs> and he sent socks to John. And, and he sent me a, a nice warmly letter. And he started writing to John. So we sent more socks. I, I went back and forth. And then, um, let's see, on World Down I, Syndrome yes, Day. I, I on World Down Syndrome Day around the, 2018. 18. He tweeted out, yep. the former president tweeted out a picture of him wearing John's Down syndrome superhero socks that John had designed and saying, you know, these are from my good friend John Cronin. And, and linking, and, and this is really important, he signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that changed the world for millions of people. Yeah. Without that, there'd be no John's crazy socks. And so that was a really great connection. Then um, when his wife, when Barbara Bush passed away, the office called and said, the president and the family want to wear socks to honor her commitment to literacy. Do you have something? We overnighted socks. Um, and it turned out that became like a big deal um, because, and, and we, we came to realize, the former president was not talking in a meeting with the media. 
by that point, he was pretty frail. The way he communicated with the world was by showing off his socks. So the day of her funeral, he didn't talk to anybody, but he tweeted out a picture of the socks he was wearing. And that day, John and I were down in West Virginia attending a, speaking at a conference. And, and how overwhelming to think that in a time of need, a former president turned to your son. And your son, you were able to offer comfort and support. Um, right. That's pretty special. And not just for the president, but for the entire Bush family. So that, that speaks volumes to what your, your project is doing with the happiness, being the chief happiness officer there and spreading right. your happiness to everybody. That's his title, right? Chief happiness officer. That's right. Um, and then what we've done is we've made those, some of our awareness socks. So the money from those socks, the sales from those socks, help support the Barbara Bush Family Literacy Foundation. Um, that is awesome. It's, uh, we've been very fortunate because as our business has grown and as we've gotten more media coverage and social media extension, that's given us a platform to go and speak. And that creates an obligation for us. You got to use that for good purpose. And for us, it's always advocating for the rights of people with different abilities. Uh, I'll give you an anecdote also related to the government. In 2018 or 19, we were down testifying uh, before the House Small Business Committee in, in, on Capitol Hill. They didn't have to serve a subpoena on us. We were there voluntarily. Uh, right? And and we had shared that on social media and a customer from Houston called our office and spoke to one of our colleagues and said, oh, I see that John and Mark are on Capitol Hill. Well, my mother works there and my mother is a big fan of John's. Do you think it would be possible for my mother to meet John? And our colleague said, sure, give us Mark's cell number. Just text your mom's contact information. Okay. Well, who was mom? Nancy Pelosi. Oh, wow. So we wind up with an audience with Nancy Pelosi. Now, today, particularly the way our country is going, we've, we've turned our elected officials frequently into caricatures, and we forget that they're people. And so put all politics aside. Nancy Pelosi, among other things, is an 80-year-old Italian grandmother. We get to meet with her. And she was so warm and nice and, and generous of spirit with John. And she took out pictures of her and George H.W. Bush and socks that she had given the former president. And it was so warm and nice. But you see, yeah. we had that opportunity, but that also created an obligation for us. So while we were there, after all the pictures and the handshakes and it's like, now, Ms. Pelosi, we do have to talk to you about a few issues. We have to talk about the sub-minimum wage, which allows people with a disability to be paid less than minimum wage. So there are 400,000 people in this country being paid as little as five cents an hour. Wow. Um, so it's really nice that we can take these photos. But now that we have this opportunity, we have an obligation. We've got to speak up. We've got to try to get something done. Definitely. And advocacy is the best way to do it, especially your advocacy and having the, 
the link now you have there in in the house and in DC Central. Now I mean that her name is a powerhouse name in DC as well as California, of course, where she uh, is from originally. One of the things we did last year, you know, we're trying to spread happiness. We want to bring people together. We want people to see the beauty and strength in each other. We created unity socks. And we sent a pair to every member of Congress. Nice. And we introduced them with two congressmen, a Republican and Democrat, just to show we actually can talk to each other. We actually can get along. That we have more in common than we do that separates us. And we'll do our part to try to bring people together. Definitely. And uh, unity is a big thing we need uh, right now, like you said, our country right now, we, we listen to what the puppet masters tell us to listen to on TV, but we don't actually hear. We don't hear what's really happening. And it takes listening to real people to find out what's happening down on the street or down in, in your city to find out what's really going on. Is it that bad? Probably not. I mean, there's, are there bad things happening? Yes. But it's not as bad as they, they portray it to be to rip us apart. And unity is very big in that effort to get us all back together. Yeah, it's listen to people, see the strength in everybody. That's part of, you know, that's part of what we try to do is we focus on what people can do, not what they can't do. You know, right. one of our, we just recorded our second TEDx talk. Nice. The theme of that talk is hiring people with differing abilities is not altruism, it's good business. Right. And part of what we share with people is don't focus on a person's limitations. Be awed by their possibilities. You know, that that's what we get to do, right? right that, uh, we get to show that to people. Right. Uh, uh, we are insane. Right. We're, at the end of the day, we're a couple of knuckleheads selling socks. Right. And all we want to do is change the world. Hey, that's good. You're you're doing one step at a time, one foot at a time with your socks. That's great. And you said uh, earlier that you had the office. I'm sure you started off probably in a garage doing this or in somewhere in the house. Did you? Now you've expanded as the operation has grown bigger. Yes, we. Um, when we started, we had temporary office space um, in an old house that had been converted to office space, and that house was built in 1741. Wow. And when they say. They don't build them like they used to. Be grateful. They were undulating right. floors. You'd get up from your chair and would roll away. Tilted <laughs> stairway, low stairways. Now we're in a, a you know a large warehouse. Um, we've been incredibly fortunate. We've been able to create 31 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. Nice. Um, much of what we do, we do our own fulfillment. So you know, we pick and ship our own orders that allows us to personalize the way we do it. But also, you know, at the end of the day, we have to be a great e-commerce business. we got to have a great website. we got to have great selection. So we have more than anybody else. you got to have great products. We have over 29,000 five-star reviews. Nice. And you got to provide great service. We do same day shipping. If an order comes in, it's going out the same day. We do better shipping than Amazon. Yes. And, and Jeff Bezos is not like John. He's not putting a thank you note in candy in those packages. 
and you don't get a lot of candy from them. You get uh, usually something that's broke inside the box, but yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, but, but we keep learning, you know, here is a humorous one. When we started, what candy were we putting in? Uh, I would put, uh, we started a hundred kisses. Hershey's kisses. And you'd open the package, you could smell the chocolate. Everybody loved it. Until we got the email from the woman in Florida. Oh. Saying, you may not want to send chocolate through the mail. <laughs> so now what do we put in? Um, we put in Skittles. Skittles. Nice. Um, like 360,000 packages of Skittles. So. <laughs> We, we are looking for a candy company that wants to be a good partner. Mars is not interested. So we're looking for somebody. If they're, if you know somebody who's got a big candy company that would like to work with us, we'd love to do it. I'm sure um, M&M's would probably do it for you. They melt in your mouth, not in your hands. We're trying to reach out to them. Uh, but, you know, what we've done here, it's a different type of business model. It's a social enterprise. So we have both a social and a business mission, and they're indivisible. They feed off of each other. If all we were doing was selling socks, you wouldn't be talking to us. Nope. And yet, if all we had was a cute little father-son thing, you wouldn't talk to us either. It's the power of combining them. And though our overall mission is to spread happiness, we've really built it on five pillars. Inspiration and hope. Inspiration and hope. Give it back. Find products you, you, you can love and make it personal. And making it a great place to work. So if, if we want to spread happiness, that's got to start at home. How can we make customers happy and spread joy in the community if our colleagues aren't happy? So we work really hard to make it a great place to work where people have a mission larger than themselves that's worthy of their commitment. Everybody knows why their job matters. There's no cog in the machinery. Everybody is serving that mission. You put people in a position to succeed. Don't ask them to do what they can't do. Recognize the work everybody does. Say thank you. And then stay the hell out of the way. Let people do their jobs, right? Step it's back. that. It's, it's making things personal. So to this day, every package gets that thank you note in candy. We do everything we can to connect to our customers. The fun products you can love, we've already told you about the choice, the number, the service, the giving back. So we started by pledging 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. Those awareness socks and other products that raise money for charity partners um, have now, you know, for like autism and, and Down syndrome, oh, cerebral palsy. Yeah. Those have now raised, we've now donated over $450,000 to our charity partners, including John here is a Special Olympic athlete who's now donated over $100,000 to the Special Olympics. Outstanding. Which is very cool, right? But most important is, is showing what's possible, showing it's showing what people with different abilities can do. It starts with John. You have Down syndrome? I do. What do you say about Down syndrome? I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome? It never hurt me back. It does not. Very good. The face of the business, right? Right. <laughs> Hiring, we already told you, we have 31 employees, 22 have a different ability. But then it's showing the world. So we, hold, we host school tours and work groups that come in. 
We create content all the time. We have 240,000 Facebook likes and wow. 60,000 Instagram likes. And this weekend on TikTok, we had a video 85,000 people watch. Um, <laughs> and it's with our colleagues who's showing. It's, you know, John and others. Here's what we can do. It's the speaking engagements we do. It's the advocacy work we do. Just to keep showing, here's what's possible. And all that rolls up to John's crazy socks. So that when people, when they buy from us, they're going to get great socks. But it's more than that. It's an experience. When you buy from us, you know you're helping us get back. You know you're creating jobs for people with different abilities. And you're going to help us spread happiness. You know, what we hear from customers all the time is in the morning, I put your socks on and it just makes me feel good. That's outstanding. <laughs> right, buddy? I mean, you guys started off uh, with an idea and that's how entrepreneurism works. An idea, like you said, your first idea was a food truck because a chef, chef's a great movie. I watched it over and over again because I always try to figure out how to make that Cuban sandwich perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always tinkering in the kitchen. I, I test on my family all the time. I just try new things. And uh, if I had a food truck, I'd probably go out of business because I ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great movie. I like that. You, that was your your first ambition. But then socks, socks is everyone eats socks around the world. Everyone eats socks, and uh, you're putting happiness on their feet. And if you have happy feet, you dance and you do things happily for everybody. And I think so John does a lot stuff. of dancing among the things we do. What do you host every Tuesday? Uh, I host a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. John hosts an online dance party, right? <laughs> right. The pandemic came, you couldn't get out. How could we spread happiness? Well, we'll host an online dance party. That's awesome. Do you it's, DJ uh, yourself or someone else? Well, he gets me to do the DJ, though. He picks the music. Okay. It's not music I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm more likely to get some bluegrass, and uh, that's not what you're asking for. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, that's awesome, and I love the bond you guys have, and uh, you're always smiling and spreading this happiness to everyone, whether it be uh, the president, the uh, former president of the United States, Speaker of the House, or just Joe down the street. You're spreading happiness to everybody, and that's a great thing. We're very fortunate to get to do what we do. It's... Uh... And I'm very fortunate to get to work with my son and share this with him. And in many ways, it's a business built on love. Um, and we get to create the world in which we want to live. Um, we got asked once by a high school student, who did you need to ask permission to do this? Right? And, and But that's an interesting notion. You didn't have to ask anybody. Right. Or... or like we have no excuses. We can't blame the board. We can't blame headquarters. It's us. You are headquarters. <laughs> a few months ago, uh, I, I stumbled on a conversation in our office. Uh, a woman had called up to place an order over the phone. Now, we only, we don't take phone orders. We only sell on the web. Unless you call up and want help and want to place an order on the phone, of course we're going to help you. And this particular customer didn't like credit cards, so she wanted to send a check. We said, fine. The mistake was that we took the order, but we didn't pull the order. We waited for the check to arrive. And when the check arrived, 
one of the socks was sold out. Uh, so we heard this and I spoke to my cust- my colleagues and said, so guys, why didn't we just send the order right away? Well, you know, we had to wait until we got the check. Let me ask you something, Rich. If you told me you were going to mail me a check, would you send me that check? Yes, sir. Of course you would. Yeah. So I said, why don't we just live in a world where when people tell us something, we trust them. Can we do that? We can do whatever we want. Right. Well, maybe we should do it, but not if it's over $100. Why? And I went back and looked. It turned out in five years, nobody's ever bounced a check. Now, I'm not talking about something anonymous on the web. I'm talking about somebody had a conversation with. And, and so that's what we get to do. We get to live in a world where we could, we're going to trust people. Now, if you break that trust, John has two older brothers who are very large and aggressive and you're <laughs> bored. But, but let, let's do that. Let's, let's not go by just what's popular today or what somebody's ranting about in the media. Let's find what matters and what we believe in and we're going to do that. And it may not match up with everybody, but if we're with enough people, and just connect with those people. Exactly. Sometimes you have to shine the light and be the light. Be the good. Be the good. Be the light. And, and pass that on to everybody. And I think that's what you guys are doing. How does someone order your socks? Where do they go to order them? Where do they get socks? I, 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 you can get at Sean's Crazy Socks.com. John's Crazy Socks.com. And I'm sure there's a link on there how to get in touch with you as well if they want yeah, to. Right, to you. Yeah. you can find us on any social media. Just do a search for John's Crazy Socks. And anybody who wants to connect directly with us, you can send an email. You, you can reach out. You'll see the phone numbers at the website. But send an email to us at service at johnscrazysocks.com. And we'll get right back to you. Outstanding. Uh, thanks for taking some of your time. Uh, from the cold Northeast to spend with me here in Tennessee on the Misfit Nation today and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. No problem. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are Fit Nation.